Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you and today we are going to talk about how to use and dose Decadurabolin. But before we get into that, just a big huge thank you, shout out to everybody watching and supporting the channel, the loyalty, the love, I can't thank you enough. I really can't. Uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe, please share, please like, whatever you can do, feed the algorithm. We've got to do that to help the channel grow. We're doing a great job. I'm going to continue to be pushing out content for you if you can just continue to help me out with those small little things. So that being said, let's talk about Decadurabolin, how to use in dose. Um, I think, actually I don't think, I know that a lot of people make this um, more difficult than it needs to be. And I, 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 I can't blame you for it. I really can't because there's so many people saying so many different things about it. And then you're like, well, here's another guy saying something else about it. Look. Um, like I said, I don't claim to know everything. I don't claim to be the smartest guy in the world. What I do know is that through a decade of doing this and coaching it, doing it myself, this method has worked far more than it has failed. Um, of course, everybody's different and nothing that we do in anything in life, but especially in this is going to be 100% for anybody. But if we're in that 80 to 90% range, we're doing pretty damn good, even 70% where it's working for that amount of people because everybody is wired internally so differently and their body responds to different things in such a different manner, really. I think we all know that. Um, you'll see something that seems so off the wall one way because you did it this way. One of the things that I try to do, and, and I've, it's taken me years to kind of learn and understand this, is is not just deliver it to you because it happened to me. I see some guys say that oftentimes and I kind of cringe now and I know that I've done that in the past and it makes me just want to go back and redo some things and just, like I said, just cringe where they'll go, well, this is what happened to me so that's that's it. That's how it is and it's like, nah, that's not how it works, man. And, and I get it. But we've got to like come out of that thinking and that thought process. You've got to be able to explain to everybody. So I'm going to provide you with my method on it. Now, DECA gets a lot of misconceptions. DECA does not really have to be something that has a ton of side effects at all. It actually is can be pretty minimal on the sides. It can be very clean and very dry. Here's some of the main problems that I see the mistakes with DECA. People wanting to run it too high, way too high. People kind of going, I've got to have double the amount of test or double the amount of DECA and playing into that. And it ends up causing some people problems because everybody seems to respond to it different. You're going to find, I feel like I see far more people that will back the method of doing like double the amount of testosterone than DECA. But then I've got people that will argue the complete opposite um, out there and tell you this, 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 and this, and da-da-da-da-da. And you know what? I don't know the answer. I, I just know that I do see far more people running higher tests than DECA, but I still see people that will like just fight tooth and nail to the fucking death about running higher DECA or DECA by itself with no testosterone. I mean, there's a million different arguments out there. I'm not a fan. I've never made that a secret of DECA on its own. But I have some, some people that I do respect very well that are major proponents of it. So I am all ears when they talk and I listen to the arguments. So for the people out there that want to do the DECA only cycle, 
DECA by itself, I'm not going to come off where I recommend the dosing. I, I like it between three and 400 milligrams, 400 milligrams being the top end. Now I see people that do well with five and 600 milligrams, but most really don't. And that's when we start to get those DECA dick problems or the, the so-called water gain on DECA that's really not having to be there. But then again, a lot of that happens because people are running their testosterone too high and not controlling estrogen. Um, and thinking because DECA converts at such a low rate, it still converts as well. And you're already running testosterone with it that converts, you know, at a, a pretty good clip. And if a lot of people are doing like 500 tests and 250 DECA, well, 500 tests is a lot of estrogen conversion possible. And then DECA, even though it's low, it's still converting as well. So these problems you know, arise because people try to do too many different things with it or make it more complex or difficult than it actually is. Look, keep DECA at 12 to 14 weeks max. And the only reason I say 14 weeks is because it's a much longer ester. I don't really prefer cycles over 12 weeks anymore. The more that I've, the older I've gotten and the more I've understood and followed and, and, you know, taken part in. But 14 weeks, okay, because it's, you know, that and something like equipoise or sustenon or something like that. Okay, 14 weeks. Okay, that's fine. But there's no reason to go over 400 milligrams of DECA. There's really not. I'm telling you, I promise you, I promise you, you will get big gains on it. This just, and I, I am a proponent of keeping my doses equal or very close. So like 400, 400 or 400 tests, 350 DECA, something like that. I kind of like... If you're going to pick and, and run one a little higher, I would generally say go with your test a little higher than your DECA. Um, but like I said, there are some people that are going to already get mad at me for saying that. And it's like, I already made it clear. You can do either way. That's up to you if you want to test it. My preferred method is keep them equal or very, very close. Um, that's what I... My general preference is 300 to 350 of each. I've found that to be extremely successful, extremely with minimal side effects, and it stays very dry. Um, I hate and know anything that even adds the most minute amount of water. I know it in my diet. I know it with my compounds. I know it with everything. I am that cautious and that kind of lean where I can tell. And I know, and that's like one of my fears is water weight. You know, I, I just, I, it makes me just, ugh. And so that's why my least favorite compounds are going to be your, like something like D-ball, for example, or, or something that converts at a high rate of estrogen, like Trustalone, you know, things like that. I, you're not going to catch me running those. So, but anyway, to the topic at hand, just... Always understand with DECA that you could get the wrong idea about it and it's not that difficult. Now, a couple other things that I addressed and that I just am going to get to here. A lot of people do very well running Proviron uh, uh, with it. I am a proponent of that. 50 milligrams a day seems to do quite well with DECA and helps mitigate side effects. Now, uh, you need to also be aware of the prolactin issues that could be possible with DECA. Don't overdo it. Dostinex, also known as Caber, is extremely strong. Promi is extremely strong. You don't have to overdo it and completely crash your prolactin either. If you're going to do like that 350 to 400 milligrams uh, a week of DECA, then, you know, 0.25 milligrams every three days of, of 
um, of caper is what I recommend. Prami is going to be more of a daily dosing, and I'm actually going to do a, a discussion on the pyramid dosing with Prami uh, to help you in the regards of it can be kind of brutal for some at first with the side effects. It actually is more effective than caper. Uh, although caper is extremely effective as well, but if you have to rank them, the problem with Promi is a lot of people, you know, they have to be very careful with it because of the nauseousness, the nausea that they get from it. And it's something you, that we, you've got to kind of pyramid up and down, um, or, you know, work your way up slowly type of deal with it. Uh, but both of those. Now, if you get into the, uh, lower realm, but you still want to be careful, vitamin B6 is generally what does extremely well. All right. Um, and that's, I, I generally say if you're under 300 milligrams, you should be fine with that. I would always, always, always have a protectant on hand, whether it be Caber or Promi like that. And obviously you want to control your estrogen. So Aromacin or Arimidex. And I think that actually, I know the two main reasons why people get water with DECA is because they're, they're not controlling estrogen from their testosterone, running testosterone too high and their diet is just not on point. Um, you still got to eat correctly. And that's one of the things I see people, oh, I want to get big with DECA and just kind of eat whatever they want, whenever they want. And that is not how this works. Uh, that is not the smart way to go about it. Bulking or not, you, you eat more calories doesn't mean you eat like shit. There's a major difference there. So I'm going to talk about the dirty bulk uh, thing. You can already see that drives me crazy. It's just not even a... It, it, it is... Me seeing people go into a out of touch and out of reality, but I'm going to talk about that in a completely separate video. So that's how you use a dose decadurabolin. Um, don't make it harder than it is on yourself. Be conservative while still staying aggressive. If you understand what that means, you don't have to run at 100 milligrams a week or anything like that, but don't go crazy. 400 milligrams max. But like I said, you always do you and do whatever you want. I'm just here to try to get you the most out of what you're doing with the minimal side effects and enhanced quality of life. So, that being said, stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Jamelli, signing off.